I was born actually in Thunder Bay um, on Christmas Eve. We lived in a, a trailer. They owned it outside of Thunder Bay. These are Stories Without a Home from the Hope Through Housing campaign, a series featuring real people in the community of Barrie who have faced the loneliness and pain of homelessness. I moved up here to Newmarket, actually, when I was about five and a half, because all my family's there. It was some good stuff, some bad stuff growing up. I was sexually assaulted by my uncle when I was 11, um, me and my sister and a couple of my cousins. So for a little while, it was a couple of years, and then we went through that. So that all came out, and then it was kind of difficult through teenage years, and then got through it. And My mom and dad, they stood behind us and tried to get us support. My mom's side was great. It was through my dad's side that it happened, and my dad's side was very, um, they protected him more than us. In high school, I did get into probably the wrong crowd in high school, um, as you wouldn't I don't know. <laughs> it's difficult. I got into a bit of the wrong crowd in high school, so. But then when I finished high school, I kind of like started fresh and dropped everybody and worked on myself. I had met my ex-husband when I was 18, and then we were together for 13 years, and then had my two sons. We had a good relationship at the beginning. We dated for about four years, and then we got married. Um, everything was good with me and him, and then you know how you say children change a relationship. Children changed our relationship. He had children. He couldn't handle the stress of having kids. So it was left on my plate. And then the second baby came along. It became even more difficult. And then we just I decided I couldn't deal with it anymore. I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, you rely on somebody for so long. Since you're 18, I didn't know how to be me. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I didn't know how to take care of kids by myself, run a house, all that kind of stuff. I panicked. Anyways, and then this guy come in, and he swooped me off my feet right off the bat. He come in, and he hooked me right off the bat, and here I am. I'm, I'm, everything's great. I was so happy. Like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be my answer to everything, and then things started to change. And then slowly, it was more controlling. It was started getting a mental abuse and a lot of putting me down and a lot of stuff like that, and then it started to get more physical, and then it got more physical, and I was with him for about uh, just under three years. So I was a mess. I was beside myself, didn't know what to do, everything. And every time he drank, it became more, I started to fear for myself. So then I started putting on the front. So, and then just incidents like trying to run me over with the truck one time and stuff like that. I caught him. Um, he was, again, had a few drinks, and I'm not a huge drinker at all. I'm not a big fan of it. So anyways, he'd had a few drinks, and then he, um, I kept seeing him take off to the bathroom with his phone. So I'm going, what's going on with his phone? So when he passed, when he fell asleep, I grabbed his phone, and I looked at his phone, he was texting his ex-wife. And they were sending pictures back and forth, so I confronted him about it. And he lost it, and his cousin was over at the time but his cousin was sleeping and he pushed me against the wall and he had his hands around my throat and he had punched holes on either sides of the wall and I started screaming so his cousin woke up and pulled him off me and I ran out of the house anyways and then he hopped in the truck and he hopped over he actually drove over the curb over the sidewalk and right through the park at me and he was going to hit me with the truck 
So, but um, his cousin managed to stop him. It was a pretty scary incident. And I still went back. He was more abusive when he was drinking, more than anything else. Um, he was a binge drinker. So, um, when he wasn't drinking, it was just a lot of put demands on me and stuff like that. I had two children. He had one. And uh, at the time, I did joint custody with my ex-husband. But everything was about his child over mine. Everything was about his money over mine. Everything had to be entered his way, his rules, stuff like that. Everybody was pretty worried about me. Lost a lot of weight. Didn't know what to do with myself. I hid it from everybody for probably about uh, two years. But my sister clicked in one day. So, and she showed up at my place unexpectedly because she knew something was going on and she saw the holes on the walls and stuff like that. And yeah, so she picked up. She tried to, they tried to get me out. I did try and leave. I left once, went back. First time I tried to leave, I actually had the place. He had moved into the place, so it was under my name. So I tried to kick him out. And I said, uh, you have to go. I'm done. My brother and everybody was there to support me. And we were like, get out. And we had to call the cops and everything. And then the cops showed up and escorted him off the premises and then gave him 48 hours to remove all our stuff. Um, he snuck back in after everybody was gone and he snuck back in through the back door and started screaming at me, smashed my phone. I ended up having to call the cops again and the cops came and they had him escorted. And yeah, and then he did that love bomb thing, suckered me right back in and I fell back in. And then the second time, yeah, I moved into his house, second time. And then it was just disaster. And then I became fearful for my kids. Yeah, he never did anything to my kids at all, but I started to fear for them being there. It took a few months. I knew I was done, but I had to plan it out, right? So uh, I waited until he went away for the weekend, and that's when I saw my opportunity. So I had called my mom, and I told my mom, and I was like, listen, I need out now. So she come up, and we literally packed my entire place in four hours. Anyways, my ex-husband, I even came up with the truck. We rented a U-Haul, and he was helping us, and we were just throwing everything in that truck. <laughs> so we got out, and then uh, I changed everything. I changed my phone number. I changed my email address. I closed my email address down. Every access point he could get. I worked three jobs at the time, and I had quit two of the jobs. And then the one job I didn't want to lose. So they told me, you know, they were really supportive. So they said, take three weeks off, go run. So I went and hid for three weeks at my parents' cottage. <laughs> Pulled the kids out of school a week early and we took off. I didn't know what I was going to do. No idea what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into, I wanted to go back to school. I finished high school, but I really wanted to go back. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to do something with my life. And uh, I didn't have the opportunity when I was married. And then I that guy, he didn't want me to go back to school. So uh, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So I signed up for school and did the medical office admin and then decided, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to get my nursing. So now I'm at York University getting my RN. So I stayed single for about two years at that point. <clears throat> and then my sister met this she knew this guy and she said he was fantastic and he said she said you know he's so good with kids so I started dating him 
And then that right there, he started doing the exact same thing. He was love bomb, everything. This guy was even worse. He even faked cancer, took a lot of money off of me, everything like that. I was devastated again, right back down to the bottom again, trying to go through school, trying to take care of two kids. I was a mess. Anyways, I left there. I left that relationship a lot quicker than the other one. I didn't even make it a year. I was out. And that's when I decided I need more help. So that's when I reached the outreach program and decided to do the assault counseling and get myself back up. And then that's when they set me up with Rhonda. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a huge support system. Yeah. I was terrified. Yeah, I'll admit I was scared. I didn't know if I was worthy enough to get the help or if I fit the criteria. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, how to do it. But I had a friend that had gone through the whole system. So she's the one that set me up. She's the one that contacted them and then got them, gave me the resources, stuff like that. So it took a couple of, I'd say it took a couple of tries before I actually made that phone call and uh, reached out for some help. They were fantastic. I went in there and immediately they were very welcoming talked to me forever and then set me up with the assault counseling. So I did a group assault counseling for 10 weeks, I think it is. Yeah. So I did that and met up some great people through there and then they helped me get on my feet and get me a place and start over again. Yeah, it was a good feeling. <laughs> Please share this story online and support the campaign. Together, we can build a community that embraces those who are homeless with care and support. Visit redwoodparkcommunities.com share the stories, and spread the hope.